Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, I actually think about a time that just right on this one. How are we doing today? We got a great panel with us today. We got Lamar, thank you for joining us. And Nick, of course, is always my forever co host with uh, Kelly Bucket here. <laughs> and so, uh, Nick, are we doing all right? Are those today? shots fired? Uh, you're my forever host. I'm just throwing that out there so everyone <laughs> knows right. that you are my co host. Yeah. I'm I'm doing good. I am doing fantastic. Um, Turkey Day is almost around the corner, so you know, always always something to uh, look forward to. But besides that, you know, I'm always down to talk hoops. All right, Lamar, how about you? How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Like Nick said, Thanksgiving close, four day weekend coming up. So looking forward to it. Oh, y'all getting four day weekends? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> Myself, I'm actually on a 14-day weekend, if you'd say that, because my five-year-old son, just day before yesterday, did test positive for COVID. So for the guys listening and gals, of course, that pray, please send up a few prayers for my son and my whole family, because now my oldest daughter was running a fever as she was going to bed. So I am also not running a fever, but definitely congested, got a cough, and a little lightheaded in the head. So you know what? I'm going to try to push through this. Nick knows he's on standby to take lead. If I have to just blink out my camera, maybe go cough my lung up and see how that goes. But other than that, I'm enjoying not have to work my retail job on Black Friday. So I'm going to get to miss that. So that's always great. So I don't have to worry about all that hassle that's going on. But uh, let's talk some hoops. Uh, actually, first, let's go ahead and back up a little bit. Lamar, let's go ahead and let you introduce yourself, where we can find some of your stuff. And I don't know, you've got articles all over the place. Everyone knows me and Nick, but we'll, we'll start with you, Lamar, and then we'll just work back around. All right, Lamar Fields, Twitter, RaiderWay3, write for Unwrapped, and a few other, way too many other sites, but <laughs> got to get my work out there. So doing the best I can, getting on. All right. Nick? Oh, I mean, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Nick Andre ATR, and like, kind of like Lamar, I write for an abundance of websites. Um, that's about it, I guess. <laughs> Sounds good. Of course, you can find me MD Lawson zero zero on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and also Colorcaster as well. I don't know if y'all have heard much about that, but we're actually trying to implement that in with the Unwrapped Source Network. We're not going live on it right now. We were going to. But with three hosts, we didn't know how that would work. So we're just going to back up for a second. Probably next week, me and Nick will be on there to use the color caster. And you can find me, MD Lawson 00 USN. Now, I don't think you can actually search for people yet on there. But when I do go live, you can actually see me that way. Uh, everyone that's with Unwrapped Sports Network, when we create our profile, we will have the USN at the end. So you can try to find us when they do have that all easier. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump in. Who is the hottest team? And who can actually stay hotter longer, if that's a word? And, of course, right now we've got the Warriors. I think they're on a 10-game win streak, or is it 11? They um, It's a three-game now. They lost to um, they lost to Charlotte this past Sunday. And then they beat Brooklyn, they beat Cleveland, and they okay. just beat Detroit. I'm sorry, so it's the Suns. Games. The Suns the Suns, the Suns right are on an 11-game win streak. Yes, okay. So right now, and I know, Nick, you love oh, the Warriors. I love the Suns. I love Booker. But so which team do we think Lamar and Nick, who do you think is going to stay this hot longer right now? The records are 14 and two, the Warriors and 12 and 13, the Suns. Nick, we'll start with you as we work around. Well, I mean, you know, my answer, man, it's always going to be the Warriors. <laughs> um, Steph Curry, in, in my in my opinion, Steph Curry is the front runner for MVP. I mean, if, if you're looking at, you know, everything that he's doing to really keep that team afloat, I mean, it's just remarkable. But it's not. But it's not just you know Steph Curry. It's, it's really the other guys around him. Like Jordan Poole's playing phenomenal. Obviously, you know what Draymond Green's going to bring to the table. Um, guys like Gary Payton the uh, second and others, Andrew Wiggins. So that's really been like our bread and butter this season. Is like you know the bench production and the depth for the team. Not not saying that's not saying that Phoenix doesn't have that because Phoenix definitely has like phenomenal shooters like Landry Shamit, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, and the rest of those guys. But Golden, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess, like that camaraderie that Golden, that Golden State has. You know, they've they've been champions before, so they understand. You know what they're bringing to the table. Even though Phoenix did just just come off of a final experience, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tough though, because it's like you know, it, it depends on like whose schedule is going to be more tougher going forward. Now, obviously, the Warriors are on this war, are, are on this road trip, so we'll see how they can uh, contain that. And then, of course, you know, the Suns are going to continue to do their thing. So, if you ask me, if you ask me, it's more so Golden State that's going to be the hotter team over Phoenix. How about you, Lamar? I like the Warriors as well. 
players like Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II. I wrote an article about him a couple of days okay. ago. Hey. Jordan, Jordan Poole averaging 17.5 points a game. I mean, nobody saw that coming, but much improved. And you got Wiggins playing pretty well, too. And, you know, Steph Curry playing out of his mind. And that depth on the bench. And Faith Thompson should be back in the next month. So, yeah, I think with their championship experience, and mm -hmm. I think they can streaks can last a little bit longer than what Phoenix is doing. Me being a Suns guy, and I say Suns guy, like my number one team is the Heat. Then it would be the Suns second, just because I'm in love with Bubble Booker. But, you know, I mean, who blames me, right? But uh, I do love the Suns. I love the team. Chris Paul, I think, is the most underrated point guard that we've ever had ever in the NBA. Not saying he's the best point guard, just underrated. He is a facilitator. He's a coach on the court. Yeah. leads his team. <laughs> Everywhere he plays, they're good. Uh, this team's good. But I just don't think – they can maintain as well as the Warriors. Now, I'm not trying to diss that team any in the Suns. I actually think they're a great team. I just think the Warriors, where they've got Andrea Godalia back, is just like this team is back to its old self. Their identity is back self, and everyone has accepted the roles all around, and they just know what's going to go on. And what's even crazier to think that Clay Thompson will be back on this team. When Clay comes back, do they improve? Does pull? take a step back in what his production does clay is he able to maintain to what he used to be a caliber clay thompson or with his injuries and out for two years is he going to be not even a starter what do you guys think on that whoever wants Say to go first or you want to go i said do we think clay when he comes back will he hurt pull in his production will he hurt the chemistry that they have now or clay kind of knows that anyway now, that is an interesting topic because, I mean, it's like we said, Jordan Poole is definitely shooting the lights out. So once Clay comes back, because, I mean, here's the thing, like, Clay, Clay's going to start no matter what. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Clay's, Clay's going to be in that in the starting lineup. So I was thinking, I believe so. Like, maybe maybe not to begin the year. Like, maybe maybe once he comes back, he probably won't. But I think, like, maybe after, like, you know, a few weeks, like, Steve will probably start to that starting lineup just to get his legs underneath him. But mm – -hmm. I was honestly thinking of like a possible lineup of Steph at point, Jordan Poole at the two, and then Clay at the three, and then slide Wiggins to the bench. But then again, Poole, Poole, but then again, like Jordan Poole might be a great spark off the bench though, which 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 would really help Golden State. So it's like he would be good either or. But then again, it's like as you see him ascending. You wouldn't want to see him go back to a lesser role, but then again, it's like you know, it's kind of understandable considering that Clay Thompson's coming back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's a little weird, and I'm not saying that the, he can't do it, but he's been like, when's the last time that Clay has played? It's been two years now, right? Yeah, it's been um, yeah, it's just the 2019 Finals. So I mean, there's no way that he could come back when he is 100 percent and be Clay Thompson esque from day one that he's 100 percent healthy, right? Yeah. You think he can be? Can be effective? Can be his his okay, his last day that he played in the NBA. Do you all think that when he does come back that he will be at that level? Well, no. Well, the thing about it is that he he'll definitely lose a step. Like I I pers I don't see him being as big of a threat defensively as he once was just because I mean, he's going to lose a lot of that athleticism and explosiveness, but at least on offense, he'll, he I mean, on offense, he'll be fine just because, I mean, he's able to shoot so well. So, I mean, like, as, as, long, as long as his hands are good, I mean, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on offense, he should be fine. I mean, he don't really need to handle the ball in his hands a lot. He can run off screens, you know, mm -hmm. mid-post. So, the offense game going to be there where it's going to be going to use a lot, use a little bit of the agility on a defense and foot speed. But I still think he can be a impactful defender for, you know, certain minutes of the game, but he ain't going to be able to do it for like four quarters right, like he used right. to. Do you think Poole will turn into a Livingston-type role for this team when Clay comes back? Because Livingston was that guy on the second unit that would play the post as a big man, which I don't think Poole will do that, but just he kind of was the second-string scorer, if you will. Like Poole's played pretty he good. He could be better. Because I mean he's more versatile than Livingston for sure, but that's the thing. Well, that, well, that's what well that's what I'm saying though, because it's like you know it's unfortunate <laughs> that he probably would have to take a lesser role, but 
he could really bring that energy off the bench, you know, with that second unit with guys like Damian Lee. Um, who else could you say? Um, Kavon Looney, you know, the rest of those guys, you know, just 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 being able to just being able to provide that spark off the bench offensively while Steph and Clay are, aren't in the game. Do you think, Lamar, that they may end up doing more of a platoon when Clay comes back? They probably could. They gonna I mean they're gonna monitor his minutes. He probably ain't gonna play no more than 15, 20 minutes when he first get right. back. Just uh mm-hmm. they gotta get his legs up under him and they don't wanna tax his body early. He's gonna be play by by field. Pools to go still be some minutes there for pool. Oh, if yeah. you keep playing the way you're playing, they gonna have to you're gonna have to find a way to get him in there. So we we all three think that dubs are gonna be the better team in this, which breaks my heart because I think I actually had the Suns being number one. Well, well, well. Let me just say this though: like the the Suns are definitely impressive, but one of the reasons why I'm saying that Golden State is better is because in the midst of this ten or ten eleven game winning streak, they haven't really played anyone that's like really like a contender. Like they they played Houston a few times, they played Cleveland, they did play Memphis, but Memphis is kind of falling under the radar just because I mean they 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 are still a young team and still trying to figure things out. But Phoenix hasn't really played anybody like. They haven't really, they, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they haven't played a Golden State. They haven't right. played a Brooklyn or, you know, a lot of these other contenders. So, not saying that I mean, they shouldn't take advantage of what's in front of them, but, you know, like, I, I think I think, I think, that, I think that's what makes it less impressive just because, you know, they, they've been kind of playing some borderline um, playoff teams. You're right, and I hadn't paid attention to that. Their last loss was October 27th against the Kings. So, I mean, the Kings, yeah. there's that loss. But then they beat Cavaliers, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Hawks. The Kings again, but they won that one, of course. The Trailblazers, Grizzlies, the Rockets again, uh, Timberwolves, and then Mavericks two times. Tomorrow they play the Nuggets, so that would probably be a good test to see how their team's really going to look, which the Nuggets, I feel like, is almost not leading or playing up to par what we thought this year as well. Do you all think so? I mean, I know we wouldn't go talk about that, but just a quick bit about the Nuggets. We'll start with you, Nick. You think the Nuggets are playing where they should be, or are they regressed a little bit? I believe so. I mean, you got to remember, like, Jamal Murray is still out. So, you know, and then, and, and then of course, you know, Jokic had to miss. I think he missed, like, one or two games with that um, after that situation in Miami. So, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are kind of, like, where I see them. I mean, you know, obviously they still got guys like um, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. But I think once Jamal Murray comes back, I think I think, he, I think he's going to definitely fill that void and help, them, um, help Denver become a true contender. What about you, Lamar? You think the Nuggets are on par where they should be or – Worse, I think they playing about how I expect them to be. They got to get Jamal Murray back in the fold for them to get to that next level. I mean, Aaron Gordon is all right, but he he could be doing more than thirteen points a game. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and also Michael Porter, <laughs> and he should be playing much better too. I think that's what they was banking on before the season started. But man, still still a ways to go. They can get it together. Well, yeah, apparently, apparently, think... MPJ was playing with some back issues. Apparently, oh. I think he's always gonna have back issues. Yeah, it sucks. Speaking of struggling back issues, let's let's go ahead and transition to another struggling team. And you know, Lamar, unfortunately, this is probably one of your teams out in LA. Is the struggling Lakers right now? What's going on with those? With those guys? Like you know. All these great sports writers seen all these transactions that the Lakers did in the offseason and thought, this is the team. They're going to win it. They're going to be in the finals automatically. Right now, they definitely were long or wrong. Lamar, what do we think is going on there? Are we panic mode yet on this, or are we okay and just it'll work itself out? What do you think is going on with the Lakers? Um, not panic mode, but I need to play with a sense of urgency. I think LeBron said that today. They got to start playing better it we put three players like davis westbrook and all these new players together and you didn't play at all in preseason this is what you get they used to playing with each other and everybody get on restbook talking about restbook bag yeah he take bad shots but we all knew that coming in the problem i have with the lakers right now is the defense and the rotations is just horrible uh, they gave up, give up 113 points a game. Like last night, they gave up 130 points. Then on Wednesday night, they played well the third quarter. Then for every reason, Vogel took 
out Davis and Westbrook at the end of the third quarter and, and at the start of the fourth quarter, and they, they lost the game right there. But LeBron got to LeBron got to hopefully LeBron can stay healthy because they got to get used to playing with each other. The only way they can get used to that is if they're all on the court at the same time. You can't LeBron play four games, he get hurt, come back another two games, and he hurt for eight games. So hopefully he get healthy so they can start trying to figure this out. And they got to figure something out on this defense because they keep maybe getting cooked on defense and they they shouldn't and they shouldn't. I mean, I'm not even gonna try to sugarcoat this. The Celtics are not really a great team right now. I think they will be at the end of the year. I think they're going to make some kind of trades and try to improve. But to score 130 points on the Lakers as the Celtics, that's that's pretty crazy just to think of it. And, and this is an era where you're scoring a lot of points in the hundreds anyways. But yeah. Nick, do you think defense, they need to be worried about this? Because, I mean, you've got a lineup where you're going to have – Oh, yeah, without question. LeBron. LeBron and AD, and then even uh, Dwight Howard in there. Then they they got Dwight back. Uh, those three people are, are almost seven feet tall. Like this defense should be pretty good, shouldn't they? They definitely um, they definitely have some issues on defense that they definitely need to hold each other accountable for. I think I think they're just you know bad miscommunication. Um, just you know just 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 not really bring the effort like. Even even like a few weeks ago, they, they like they they played the Houston Rockets, like, and we all know Houston's one of the worst teams in the league, or actually the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron, AD, and Westbrook had like at least I, I can't remember the exact stats. But I know they had at least all three of them had at least twenty five or more that game, and they still only, only won by two points. Like you would think with those three guys having a dominant performance, they would at least blow the team out, but they only they only won by two points. That's that's to me where I saw where the defense was just you know not 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 where it needs to be, and. With the Lakers right now, I have a problem with just one guy. And that's I mean, and it's not Russell Westbrook, it's Anthony Davis. Only because when they when they first made the trade for Westbrook, what what my what my initial thoughts were, you know what, LeBron's in year nineteen, he's gonna take a step back. Westbrook is you know, is really look, is looking to finally be a part of a championship team. So he's gonna look to make sacrifices. Anthony Davis should be your number one guy because he is the youngest. And he had that experience, you know, as far as winning a championship. And I get it, you know, AD, AD did play a solid game against San Antonio last week, but in that game against Milwaukee, he got cooked by Giannis. Oh, man. He got absolutely demolished by Giannis. I think he only had like 18 points, and I'm like, bro, like in that type of game, you gotta you gotta show up. And even in the first quarter of last night, last night game against Boston, he showed up, and then after that, he just disappeared. And I'm like, yo, like, where are you at? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, in my in my opinion, like this team needs to run through Anthony Davis. That's just my opinion because I feel like I feel like you know since since he's the younger guy and he's very you know creative with the ball I feel like, I feel like he needs to be that guy but you know besides that the Lakers have a lot of obviously just Westbrook is not the shooter that they need to that they have I don't know I mean it's it's it's, it's, it's really just a lot of issues with the Lakers right now Did y'all see that play where Westbrook fouled the guy and I want to say it was last night's game. And LeBron just kind of looked at him like, oh, that's pathetic. Like, you know, the, the, just the chemistry doesn't seem like it's there at all. Like, not only the playing chemistry, just the bond between the guys. I remember back when uh, Shaq and uh, Dwayne Wade was at the Heat. They were talking about, like, Tuesday night movie night. Like, every one of the players would go out and hang out at the movies. Like, this team, I don't even feel like any of them like each other, except for maybe AD and LeBron. I just – a part of me wants to pick on Westbrook, but I'm trying to get away from that because I've never really liked Westbrook. But last year, the past two years, I've kind of fallen more in love with him because he is just a workhorse and he'll do anything for his teammates. But every team he's played for seems to always underperform here. Like, can we say Westbrook's just not the guy that's ever going to win this? Like, this would be the year he would win it. And everyone's talking bad about Westbrook. Do we put that on him now or are we still hold up? Let's pump the brakes up. I'll say let's pump the brace because I mean I, I mean look I mean I mean it's it's pretty clear that Westbrook is not playing well he's not shooting the ball well he's turning the ball over like crazy but the thing the thing about Westbrook that that you can never knock with him is that he's gonna at least bring that effort like, you know what I'm saying like Westbrook's gonna at least go out there and try like he's not gonna give up I mean no matter what the situation is so that's that that's kind of where I give him a pass but besides that I've already, I've already come to terms with the fact that AD and LeBron are or, sorry not not AD and LeBron LeBron and Westbrook are probably not really gonna work out because. When these last like what eight to ten games that LeBron was out, Westbrook played pretty phenomenal for well, at least numbers wise. 
And then LeBron comes back last night and Westbrook just has a t- terrible game. I think I think he only had I think he only shot like three or four field goals the entire game. I can't remember the exact stats. I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but right. I don't know. It's just that they 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 need they need to figure out how to be able to compliment one another. And it kind of sucks though, because I mean it's it's kinda it's kinda it's kinda like what I said earlier. Like when they when they first brought this team together, I thought that LeBron was gonna take a step back considering, hey, I'm in year 19. You know, these guys are a lot younger than me, they're a lot more hungrier. Let me let these guys lead the charge, then I'll I'll follow up with them. But LeBron out there still seems like you know he wants to be dominating, he wants to attack, which in all is actually neat and considering you know how bad they've been. So I think it's just I think it's just you know everybody just you know finding their niche, finding their um, find, finding their way with one another, and just you know just, and just trying to like, the chemistry and just staying healthy. Did you all see this comment here that? This, oh, I saw uh, that. In NBC Sports Boston put on here, y'all <laughs> paying Russ forty four million dollars? Laugh out loud! It don't even put Dennis's stats or anything. Just go yeah. to Westbrook <laughs> on this. Like, I mean, that's cold and hilarious and a bit unprofessional, but. Again, that's great right there. How do you feel on that, Lamar? Did they, they um, overpay? Go ahead, Nick. Well, I mean, this this, this is kind of off topic, but I remember the, uh, I think it was like a week ago, like the Cleveland uh, Cleveland station. I did something like that with Kuzma, like because like, I guess Kuzma made a oh, comment yeah. saying that like oh, <laughs> like like have the, like like the Cavs are nothing without LeBron, and then and then um, the, the NBC. I, th- I think I think I think they were NBC. The NBC Sports made like that same exact comment with um, under Kyle Kuzma. That, and then this, and then it's one of one of LeBron. Oh, okay, okay. But back to you, Lamar. Do you think that they should have went a different route than Westbrook in LA? No, I think they did right. You gotta if you got a chance to get a Hall of Famer, you gotta go get him. And then if it work, if it work, and if it don't, it don't. You gotta you gotta channel. I mean, everybody keeps saying Buddy Hill. I mean, you get Buddy Hill, we still got the same problems defense. <laughs> right. I mean, now, they score. They score. Average of her. This team kind of. Does this team kind of give us like, what 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 year was that? Um, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, when it was Kobe, Dwight, and Steve Nash. No, I that don't sounds get good. That. I don't get that. I mean, Steve Nash was, Steve Nash was hurt ninety five percent of the chance, time when he was there. My thing with yeah, this team, like, I would actually, and this may be crazy, but I would like for them almost to steal uh, the Nuggets playbook with Joker bringing the ball down the court half the time, running the offense straight through him. That should be Anthony Davis. Davis ran point guard in high school. He's got the handles, but he can do it. I would like to see that Westbrook setting picks for LeBron, LeBron getting a small guy off in isolation and do his thing over there, or even get a switch where Westbrook could come off of a, a pick or a screen and roll where he can just – out jump everyone in the gym and dunk on them. But Davis is also able to make those passes too. So I would like to see that. I don't know what you all think on that. Do you think an offense like that or just LeBron point guard? Because Russ ain't the point guard. I doubt that I happen to be honest. I mean, I think everybody just needs to play their game. I mean, like Nick said, when West, when LeBron's on the game, Westbrook is overly pa- Playing overly passive, like trying too hard to make it work, man. Do, hey, man, do you? I mean, that's why. So I go back to the rotations, okay? When LeBron out of the game, Westbrook had to be in the game. Let Westbrook go off when LeBron's sitting on the bench and resting. Then they can mix and match and feel other. You can't. And like you got to start, like you said, Mike, you got to start with Davis and inside. Man, it's it's simple basketball to me. So is Vogel the problem? Right Could now, be. yeah. Okay, I like. But, I, but also, Vogel. he got, he got, we got Lakers got twelve players who need minutes. So that's another problem. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to figure out how to put all these players in here and give them time to play, and without one of them getting mad, or you know, oh, I ain't playing. So well, I mean, you guys don't need to play like Andre Jordan. Yeah, I mean. Now, he, needed to pick, he needed to pick nine or ten guys and say, hey, this is who playing, uh, and it is what it is. Now, one thing I do want to say, and this is an excuse I've said many times, they haven't had time to play together. You know, they haven't had time to build their chemistry. Uh, everywhere LeBron's went that first year when he's changed over, it's been a, a growing pain, more or less. 
But the Bulls just put this whole team together, and they've started out hot and continued so far. So what's the difference in the Bulls and the Lakers on this? Like, is it just the egos with does, LeBron and the Lakers? That's not a lot of star power and a lot of ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, like that's that, that's the thing with me that, though. Like, yeah. you know, I lost you there. I didn't hear what you said, Nick. I heard you. It Can just you got cut out. Yeah, I heard you. It just it broke up on me. Okay, I was saying Lamar could go. What's the question again? What's the difference between the? I was just kind of recap. Uh, Readdressing the Bulls have not had the ego problem, and I thought uh, Nick was going to kind of go on with that. And you all said egos, obviously. So how do you address that? And then that's the question that we're probably never going to be able to answer. Like, how do you make it work? Because we can't give them the excuse that they need time to gel. They they are professionals, one thing, and other teams are doing it and making it work right away. Like even Heat, even with that, you know, they added a few different people: PJ Tucker, uh, Lowry, Oladipo, who still. Hasn't played and talking. So we talking about three superstar players for the Lakers, not three good players. That's you know, those usually pass first guys and stuff right. like that. And but we talking about three, three first ballot Hall of Famers. <laughs> so basically, it's, it's, three it's, alpha it's dogs. Yeah, right. PJ Tucker is a good player, but he's a role player. We talking about mm-hmm. three alpha dogs who MVP caliber players. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's yep. different. And you play Actually, the whole, and you play the whole style your whole career. Like Westbrook used to used to be in a one or two. Now he's a three. Hmm. So I mean, it's just weird to think that yeah. Westbrook has had players like Kevin Durant and James Harden on his team together at one time. Then he's had Bradley Bill, John Wall. I think no, John Wall that wasn't with him. Yeah. Uh, just the difference. He even had James Harden again, two point now he's got LeBron and Anthony Davis, and it's not to mention not forget Paul George and Paul George. Yeah, so I mean, I've grown to like Westbrook now because anyone who averaged a triple double is a good ball player. I can't say that he's not. It's just in today's game, it's almost a a handicap of his yeah. shot. But I don't know. Uh, anything else y'all want to talk on the struggling Lakers? Anything whatsoever. Oh, then they're gonna have they another run offense to AD. Then they're gonna have another problem about another month or so when the reason get back. Now they're gonna have to put him, get him in the rotation. They gotta keep him on the bench. I'm sorry. Yeah. He he needs to be a PJ Tucker. I mean that's just yeah, I think Vogel gonna like him because he's gonna play he gonna he don't want the ball, he's gonna play defense and he's gonna just sit in the corner and shoot threes. So I think in the long haul, he could help, but I mean, I'm looking for. I'm waiting for Gordon Tucker's back now. He played. He's been playing good. He played played like trash last night, but before then, he was going. He's been playing well. So, I mean, we'll see. Last question on the Lakers: Does Westbrook make it on this team past the All Star break? Yeah, he'd be there yeah, past the All Star break. Okay. All right. Speaking Some of, of PG. Some of the other players might not, though. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Paul George, let's talk about his MPV, MP, MVP season that he's having, which he was in my top five on my list. Nick, I know you was wanting to talk about this. I'm assuming you're grabbing your phone for some notes here. Let's hear what you're thinking on him. Does he have a shot? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say he has a shot, but considering, you know, the circumstances of the Clippers – no Kawhi, mm-hmm. um, basically basically rebuilt this roster, and to start out the year they were they were struggling. Like I I, I will say, and for them to have turned it around, I want to say they are in the playoff seating right now with Paul George averaging around twenty six a game. I think is very impressive. Twenty six. So, so I don't know I don't I don't know if it gives you vibes of like you know the MVP caliber year that he had with OKC, but for him to be able to carry this load. This Clipper team and like at least at least try to keep them in playoff. And I think I think I think it's impressive. Right now they are ranked sixth in the Western Conference, uh, five games back from first. If that really matters, but 
Let's see here. I'm on NBA.com looking through here. Of course, the rankings right now, Steph Curry, number one. Last week was number two. Kevin Durant, number two. Last week was two. Joker, number three. Last week was number three. DeMar DeRozan is number four this week. He was five. He's averaging 26 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Number five on the ranking is Jimmy Butler, 24 points, five rebounds, 5.5 assists, and last week he was six. Paul George on this list has got Giannis at number six, Paul George seven, John Morant eight, Chris Paul nine, and Zach Levine at ten. Other five more that they just announced or just put on there in alphabetical. Devin Booker, Miles Bridges, uh, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, and Rudy Gobert. I don't think Gobert belongs on the list, but that's uh we I'm always give Gobert some type of praise, man. I'm like, what? Are, what? Like, Gobert does not deserve to be on these lists, man. I mean, he's a good defensive player. We know that, but that's really all he, he is. is. I'm not but dogging him. I lost, but he also got exposed in the playoffs. I like, lost respect against Gobert when the, what the Clippers let the Clippers do to him. <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking. Yeah. I mean, they put him out on the island and really cooked on him. I mean, that's all you can yeah. say. Like, so his only like superstardom thing that he has is defense. The Clippers ate him up pretty much. Uh, Luca, I- I'm actually surprised he's so far back, but he's not really played great or that many times. He's been out a few games. Anthony Davis is on the list. Uh, Miles Bridges, I thought was interesting that he was on the list. I would have actually thought it would have been uh, Lamelo Ball on there. I feel like he should be on the top 15 list. Uh, do y'all disagree with me? Is on John that? Moran on there? John Moran was on there. Let me go eight, back. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was like, look at you, Lamar. Good job. So, what do y'all think on, and this is really off topic, what we kind of said we were going to talk about, but DeMar at, at four. Are y'all cool with that? It's going to drop as the, um, as the season progresses, but, you know, if you look at him this past, like, week or so, you know, he had, he had two strong games against the Clippers and the Lakers, like, I think I think I think Demar has been a little underrated this year because I think a lot of people really pay attention to what Zach Levine has been doing, being able to carry that offense. But DeRozan has been able to uh, be, has been able to hold his own as well, if not being able to carry the team. So uh, right now with Chicago on the roll, I'm not surprised. Now do I do I think that it'll stay? I doubt it, but you know, I still think I, I, I still think DeRozan will continue to have a good year. Uh, said that he had 35 points against the Clippers, 38 points against the Lakers in the back-to-back performances. You were talking about the two games. And of course, now he scored over 6,500 mm-hmm. career points or shot, it says. So I think it's great that he's getting the recognition. I, I mean, the Bulls are really one of the yeah. stories that's just fun to listen to this year. Like, nobody thought the Bulls would be this good that they're playing. Like, we all thought that they would be good, but they didn't think they would compete for a one, two, or three spot. But the Bulls are looking great right now. And it's crazy. All the most, a lot of, a lot of the Rosen points come from inside the three-point line too. Mm-hmm. You don't hardly shoot threes. And that's definitely a different story of what's going on right yeah. now. And yeah. one thing, Mid-range. love Tyler Hero, Kentucky yeah. player. They're doing a lot of pick and rolls. I watched them uh, tonight with uh, against the Wizards. Wizards somehow came back to win. Actually went to tuck the kids in, get them in their bass, and put them in the bed when there was like ten minutes left and. Uh, Butler's being checked in, and he kind of had a little smirk going on, like he's happy, like this game's about to end here. They were up by eight. Come back down from the showers and tucking them in, and the crowd was going wild, and Wizards were up by three and ended up winning the game. But Tyler Hero gets a lot of those mid, mid-range jumpers, and I think it's a lost art, especially with the pick and rolls that you need, and you will see probably tr- trend up a little bit more here lately. Uh, I like that. I never was that when I played, and I wish I would have done it. Once I got a pick, I was going to the go. I was finishing at the, I'll, I'll say at the rim, below the rim before a layup and drawing a foul. But yeah, I think the mid mid range game is going to be big for players, and if they would, for I'm I'm really I'm sorry. In my head, I'm thinking for these younger kids and high school kids, college kids, if they would learn to focus on that mid-range game a lot more, I think that their careers would start to blossom even more. I'm not thinking of the NBA. Like, if you watch Tyler Hero today, you could tell when he was going to hit those jump shots on the side or on the 10 feet out and everything. And I'm like, wow, that's that's a perfect shot. I would never have done that. Anyways, I'm getting ADHD with us there. So, Nick, do you think Paul George finishes in the top five this year in the MVP? I think there's a possibility, but I'm going to say no, just because the Clippers, I mean, the Clippers are going to be good, but I don't, I don't think the Clippers are going to be as good as like, you know, at least like a top four seed in the West. So I, I think, I think because of that, 
considering that Kawhi will probably more likely be out for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. But Paul George will definitely continue to have a have a strong season, but at least around like being like top four, top five, I don't I don't see it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lamar? I about said Nick again. Do you think he finishes in the top five of MVP? And again, the top five are Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Joker, Kevin Durant, and number one is Stephen Curry. I think he finishes just outside the top five, probably like six or seven. Okay. Continue to play like this, and the Clippers keep on surprising winning games. But, yeah, just outside the top five. It's going Because, you know, some of these other players that's at the bottom are going to start climbing up too once mm-hmm. everybody starts. Getting close to that second half of the season, everybody trying to ramp up for the playoffs. I'm actually going to say he finishes in the top five because I think if they're going to have a chance at anything this year, the Clippers of making the playoffs, it's going to be because of Paul George. So I'm going to say he's in the top five. The only thing that really scares me is I don't think DeMar DeRozan finishes in the top five at all. So I'm moving him out, but then I'm looking at no. this here. You got Giannis, who's not even in the top five. And then also not even to mention that in any of this is you got Joel Embiid that's not even mentioned on here. So, I mean, when he gets to play in, I think well, he's obviously – Embiid's been like the past few weeks of COVID. Right. But I think when he comes back, he's going to jump in the MVP race because there's no Ben Simmons. Uh, Joel Embiid, we know, is the guy there. And he was top two last year. Should have won it last year, but he was hurt most of the time. So if he can get back to healthy, which we know with Jalen Brown with the Boston Celtics – after having COVID, it's been very hard for his back-to-back games. Who knows if that will affect Embiid as the same way. So I'm still going to just take a risk and say my count the bucket on this is that Paul George finishes in the top five. Damn, how'd you like that? It's a hot take if you count that bucket. <laughs> so with my bold prediction there, let's talk about the Jazz. What we think of the Jazz this year? Last year, first place. This year, up and down a little bit. They started out very hot. I think they've lost a few games recently. Uh, they are on a two-game winning streak. They're ten and five right now, behind the Warriors and the Suns. They still look good at ten and five. Nick, let's hear from you because I know you love the Jazz. The Jazz are okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like to me, to me, they're in the minute. The Celtics are on the East. It's like you know, you're gonna expect them to be like. Playoff, playoff team, a solid playoff team, but like, what's what? Like, what is what is the true ceiling for them? Like, do you, does anybody ever see finals for the Jazz? Like, nobody will ever see the NBA finals for the Jazz. I actually thought that they were going to make it to the conference finals last year, but then they ended up fumbling against the Clippers without Kawhi in those last few games. So, you know, we get you know Donovan Mitchell is definitely a star. Mike Collins, great player. They got Jordan Clarkson, who probably will more likely. Well, I'm not going to say Jordan Clarkson will win Sixth Man of the Year, but he'll definitely be in that conversation alongside with guys like Tyler Hero and Carmelo Anthony and others. But, you know, oh, and, and, oh, oh yeah, and, 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 then, and then, of course, Gobert. My thing with him is I'm looking at attention. I'm sorry. I think He'll we have a little bit of a delay going on here. Uh, looking at the rosters for the Jazz this year, they beat the Kings, they beat the Hawks, they lost to the Heat, they lost to the Magic. Whoops, I clicked on a game here. They beat the Hawks again. They lose to the Pacers and Heat. They beat the 76ers without Joel Embiid, and then they beat the Raptors. They're not really beat anyone that's, like, outstandingly good on this list. I mean, we thought the Pacers were going to be better than what they are, but the Pacers haven't mm-hmm. played very well at all. So is it more of a record who they're playing right now? Because they're playing the Kings right now. It's at halftime. I don't know what the score is. And then they play the Grizzlies, Thunders, Pelicans, Pelicans, and Trailblazers. And that ends the month of November. So – this is a good team. They should be able to win out. Like the only game I would consider they may lose is the Grizzlies. So, I mean, they'll probably finish 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 6, I think it is. Or 4. No, 6. So, I mean, they definitely got the, the strength of schedule in their favor right now. So, are we really seeing a true team of what we expect from the Jazz this year? Because, you know, they they pooped the bed in the playoffs. Like, they were the number one team. They When they had competition, they sucked. I see the same thing. They're gonna win a lot of they're gonna win a lot of regular season games, win a first win a first round playoff series, and be going in the second round in four, five or six games. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, great 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 player, but the rest of the roster, I mean, might 
if they going to try to make the next step, Mike Conley going to have to average like three points a game in the playoffs. Can't be hurt. And I don't know what's going on with Ingles. He don't, he don't look good at all this season. Mm-hmm. Trying to look up the roster real quick while y'all talking. Like I said, like there's there's really no ceiling for Utah. I mean, it's like you know we all we all we already know they're gonna make the playoffs, but what else, what else do you see after that? Like you know what I'm saying? Like are the are the Jazz better than the Warriors? No. Are the Jazz better than the Suns? No. So it's like you know like what's like what is their true ceiling? Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Oh. Poor Whiteside. Whatever happened to him? Oh man. But uh, he ain't been the same yeah, since he left I mean, Miami. Yeah, he hasn't. I just feel like the Jazz are a team that's – they remind me of my college team of uh, Gonzaga that I will never trust until they actually do something. Like, you know, they're out in the West. They don't get really seen too much. They win games. They don't play too many great teams, which they haven't so far. And they just make it to the playoffs, and then they don't do anything. So, yeah, I, I wish Donovan Mitchell would get out at Utah. We should go to the Lakers, maybe. You should go to Portland. Portland with Dane. Yeah, you don't think that pairing will work? So, are we trading CJ McCollum then? Yep, get him up out of there and give him some picks too. Give Utah some picks. I like CJ. I'd rather Ben Simmons go there. Nobody wants to see Ben do good. I don't know why. Everybody hates Ben. Poor Ben. <laughs> Apparently, there was like a rumor of Ben possibly going to Detroit, and I was like, what? No way. There would have to be some young players in that trade. Cunningham, maybe, which I don't think you'd That's have a lot. It's, it's tough, though, but, yeah, I mean, whole, Donovan Mitchell definitely needs to get out of Utah um, just because I feel like they're not going to be true contenders. I mean, they're definitely going to still always be, like, good, a good playoff team, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, as far as, as, as far as being a championship team. What was you saying, Lamar? Not going to be able to put the right, right enough talent around them to – Get him to the championship level. Nobody really want to go there. <laughs> and I do think Dwayne Wade may help that since he has been a part of the ownership now. Uh, I don't know if it helps too much, but I do think it'll help some. You may get some of these Miami players to go just because, hey, you know, Dwayne, we know how he is entwined with Miami Heat still. <laughs> but, it, it, it don't matter. It don't matter D Wade there. Ain't nobody going to Utah. I mean, if you could sign with anyone, <laughs> would you sign with Utah? I mean, no. All right, so that's enough of the Jazz talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I understand. I agree with you. I understand. Like, I don't. What is there in Utah other than a a lake that is salty? All right, now I'm going to try to bring this other team we want to talk about. Um, let's head back to the East just a tad bit, if you don't care. Let's talk about the Knicks, the bomb Knicks again. A lot of players or people had predicted them to be a uh, top four, top five in the East this year. I am trying to see what their record is because they are at fifth place right now at nine and seven, two and a half back on the one game winning streak. How do we feel about the Knicks right now? It might be time to panic. Panic? Yeah, it, it might be time because. Honestly, like their their next like ten games are tough. They're gonna be playing Brooklyn a few times. They're gonna be playing the Lakers. They're gonna be playing the Suns. So their their schedule gets tough. And let me just say for the Knicks, it's it's, it's been it's been a pretty up and down season just because everybody knows the momentum that they had last year and they came and they even came into this year riding that momentum in, in that big win against Boston in the double overtime. But since then, you know, it's kind of been an up and down season. Julius Randle is not playing at his best. I want to. I want to say. I want to say. Um, my guy Sam had told me that Julius Randle's been like a minus like twenty something, twenty six this year, which oh, is pretty wow. bad. And before he's not put that same momentum. So I mean, overall, the the Knicks on paper is still a little, but all about you know being able to make everything work. And 
so far they so far they have had their issues just you know trying to make everything on the floor work. Lamar, they just beat the Rockets today, which the Rockets are the worst team in the league. Their next five games is Bulls tomorrow, the Lakers, the Suns, the Hawks, and the Nets. So in the next five games, how many games do you think the Knicks have a chance of winning? Again, that's Bulls, Lakers, Suns, Hawks, and Nets. Chance of probably winning one. That'd be the Lakers. The Lakers don't play no defense. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll, I'll say two. I gotta be. I would say probably Atlanta too. Yeah, but when you get when you get these young teams like the Knicks and they they flash, then you expect these players to come back the next year and take a a jump. Mm-hmm. But they're still in the same spot. R.J. Barrett still playing like he did last year. And I know they expect him to play better. Julius Randle is not playing, not playing like he did last year either. And also, Kimber Walker only averaging twelve points a game. I'm, I'm sure they want him to be up around eighteen and twenty points a game, and he just he just can't do it. So well, they like they like they players like stuck in the mud, mm-hmm. like. Like, and we we seen last year when they played my yeah. uh, not Miami but they played Atlanta in the playoffs that when they got faced with diversity they almost crumbled more or less. So this is a young team that hasn't learned how to win in, in tough situations. That could be a big factor that you know, just the the youth that they have on this. I mean, even Julius Randle, who is a veteran now and Kentucky player, like he spent time in 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 L.A. where they still struggle real bad. Like probably the worst L.A.'s been in a long time. Chipped out, finds life last year, and he's still playing good. This team hasn't had to deal with a lot of diverse situations where they try to fight for those wins. So, I mean, I'm not panicking on them yet because this team is more about defense. It's Tom Thibodeau and, and uh, his style of play on that with Derrick Rose buying in on that. But I would worry some. I mean, there's something that's got to give. And the Knicks, I mean, 9-5 and five is okay. I do think that they win two of those games that we were talking about, and at least maybe even three with Brooklyn because Brooklyn's kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, let's see here. I want to say they're actually in first now. They've won two in a row. They're 12-5. and five. So I don't – looking at the rankings right now, Cavaliers 8, Hornets 7, 76 or 6, Knicks at 5. Obviously, when Joel Embiid comes back, 76ers should move past the Knicks at some point. Hornets, I like too. I actually think the Knicks may end up falling back to the seven or eight spot by the end of the year because the Bucks aren't even in there yet. Hawks aren't hot yet, and even Celtics. So, if they go on a big losing streak, it may be panic button central for them. That ain't going to impress Knicks fans at all. No, I mean, and even with this team trade possibility but who you trade for like who, who would you be wanting to try to get to improve this team go get Lillard that actually would be nice that would be good who would you lose though I mean you have to probably give up quickly on that whoever needs to give up <laughs> <In my opinion. laughs> I mean Lillard would be wonderful too. for uh, ooh, I don't know I'd like to pair them two off but Dane doesn't really need anyone uh I like that, actually, because Dame, the loyal that he's been, New York Knicks needs that guy, and I think that would actually be great, Lamar. I like that. You need to write an article, Dame to the Knicks. Make it happen. Yeah, I was saying that at the end of last year, too. But just oh, never really? Wrote, never wrote. Yeah, I just – but Portland will have to do something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do think that would be good, though. Who do you all think actually has a better season by the end of this, the Hornets or the Knicks? I'm going to say the Hornets. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Hornets as well. You have to love the Hornets, especially the announcers. Have y'all seen any of their stuff on Twitter and then just how yeah, they go bazonk? I mean, it's it's great the stuff that they commentate on. Oh, they go, they they go absolutely they they go absolutely crazy. Like it's crazy though because it's like like whenever whenever I do watch Hornets games, like I try to watch like. On the Hornets network, like I, I don't want to watch it like on the Knicks network or the Pacers, like or whoever they're playing. Like I, I need, I need to watch it like on the Hornets network, uh-huh. like especially to the home games. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
guys, we only well, we're at fifty minutes. We've had a pretty good show. Y'all got anything else that y'all want to talk about that we didn't mention or go into anything? No, I'm good. Call Anthony, most improved player candidate. I hope so. Because this card right here I got in a break that oh, I keep nice. showing. It is going for $51 right now. So keep on going, Cole. We love your interviews. Make that card worth some money for me, please. Thank you. Well, uh, I guess we'll sign on off here. Lamar, go ahead and, and just throw your stuff out there again. Where can we find you? Raiders fan, we know. Let's hear it. Follow me on Twitter at RaiderWay83 and check out my articles on Unwrapped Sports. There's a lot on there, even from past years. Just uh, type in Unwrapped Sports, type in my name. You can find all my work. There we go. Nick, go ahead with yours. Follow me on Twitter at NickAndreATR. As everybody may be aware, I'm a basketball writer slash analyst covering everything, covering everything from high school to the pros. So, yeah, just check me out there. Check out my link tree as they call it. There we go. Hey, let me ask you a quick question about a guy that signed today. I don't know if you know anything about him, but it's Reed Shepard. Have you ever heard of him? Okay, he is Never a five-star recruit. He's from Kentucky. His dad is Jeff Shepard. I don't know if you're old enough to even remember. when. Oh, he wow, Jeff Shepard. Played for Kentucky, yeah. too, number 15, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I, I, lo- I loved him. Okay, well, his son Reed is, yeah. just became a five-star recruit. I think towards the end of the last or during the winter times, or actually summer times, and he just committed to Kentucky right now. So super excited about that. Uh, uh, I went down his Twitter line a little bit, and he's got some really good stuff on there. Uh, one of the things he was doing was like trying to find his career path, and did like a little short video. And so it was like, all right, he's here shadowing a dentist or whatever. And he went through there, was playing all, all the stuff in there. And he's like, you know, not to touch anything, but maybe orthodontist is not your thing. Maybe I should try basketball. I mean, it was just hilarious. You need to go check him out. It's, it was great stuff. I tickled on it. So anyways, now that I'm randomly done with that, I apologize. MD Lawson 0 on everything pretty much. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And again, like we said earlier, the show, Colorcaster as well, but that has USN at the end of it. Be watching everybody with Unwrapped Sports Network on that. In all my bios, you can actually find my link tree, as Nick was talking about, of all the other stuff I got. And also, I want to also, also, I want to point out Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time is my other show, Backstop Banter, where we talk everything baseball, what's going on. And check our stuff out on the podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, both. Count the bucket and backstop banter is on there. Guys, y'all have a good night. Peace. Deuces.